This is the Tenth Voice. Kansas City's LGBTQ Plus Radio Magazine. The Tenth Voice. Because we refuse to be silent. Hello, 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 listeners. I am your host today, Starla Carr, a.k.a. Word Work the Poet. And I am here joined with my very, very good friend. I am Spiritual Stud, a.k.a. Anything else. Stephanie Hardaway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Let's see. What else can I do? (laughs) You need another hashtag? I need a hashtag. (laughs) I have way too many. Hashtag MediCoach. That right there. Yeah. uh That's me too. Yeah. So um, we're here today for a very, very, very special reason. We have got to unpack, honey. Yes, darling. We've got to unpack a whole suitcase full of whatever Dave Chappelle uh, packed because <laughs> we, we just got to talk about this today on the 10th Voice. And um, so I'm going to not waste any time because there is so much to unpack. Mm-hmm. I just want to kind of dive in. And if you're listening, and unless you've been underneath a rock somewhere, you probably have heard about Dave Chappelle's comedy show. Recently, um, the comedian Dave Chappelle did this comedy show, and it has become quite controversial. Yes, yes it has. I mean, it is really blowing up. And I just saw recently that... Uh, he did like a small rebuttal at the end of I think another concert or show that he did mm-hmm. about is he canceled right so today's topic I'm really calling this the oppression Olympics mm-hmm. because I feel like to start off this discussion we need to just start with the fact that there's a lot of oppression happening right okay and in this race of oppression we've got some categories that are neck and neck Okay, I happen to be, you can't see me, all my fabulousness. I I like to call it gabulousness because, you know. But, I mean, you can't see me, but I am very black and I am very lesbian. I mean, I am gay, gay, honey. Like, just really gay. And (laughs) I just want people to understand that I understand oppression. Like, it. unfortunately, it is a part of my life. And when I listen to Dave Chappelle's comedy show, um... I should probably preface by saying I like Dave Chappelle. I think he's a very intelligent comic. And a lot of the times he says things that, yes, they make you think. Um, But I do believe that he got many things wrong. Mm -hmm. And as I was listening to the show, he was hitting on so many points that really made me, like, cringe. Not saying that. I can't listen to comedy that makes me cringe and feel some right. type of way about it. Right. But, I mean, this this stuff was like, hey, oh, you know, it was, oh, Dave, come on, bro. Like, I wanted to reach out and call him. I wanted to be like, look, honey, let's have a conversation. Mm. Because I think you're smart, but I think you just truly missed the mark. And um, I just want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. What was your first impression, Spiritual Stud? Well, I, I went in trying to be objective. Mm-hmm. Um, just let me explain something about myself. Mm-hmm. I am trans. However, I have decided not to have surgery. Mm-hmm. So me, you know, I get, I have low haircut now. So I get a lot of yes sirs and I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but when I went in to listen to it, I, I, I just I tried to find a place where I did not cringe. Mm. So I could kind of really be objective because I knew we were going to talk about it. Right? You're good at that. You're good at so, objectivity. <laughs> I can't do it. So I get oh, mad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. So I, I really wanted to be objective and not be offended. Mm-hmm. There were a few places mm-hmm. where I got kind of PO'd. Mm-hmm. Can't say the word, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was I was not happy. Mm-hmm. Let me put it like that. I was not my happy spiritual self mm-hmm. with Mr. Chappelle. Mm-hmm. So when I watched it, um, I could understand some of the viewpoints. Now, there was a gentleman who is gay. He presents feminine. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to his um, talk about what he felt. However, I felt that he, he could only go so far because he didn't watch the whole thing. I agree with Dave. You cannot come to me about anything until you've watched the whole thing mm-hmm. because then you, you have half to say. Yeah. So come to me after you've watched everything. Then we can have an intelligent conversation. Right. So for me, like you, there are some points that I, I did not agree with. I thought that he was kind of off on, and he really needs a good trans friend because we know what, you know, he had a friend, mm-hmm. and she's gone now. Yes. But I think he, he needs a good trans person to sit down with him and really talk to him about some things. That, but we can go through that. Right. So yeah. let's pull out the first uh, item in the luggage mm-hmm. to unpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the the first thing that struck me was when he was talking about he made a joke referring to he's in the restroom mm-hmm. and a trans woman walks in mm-hmm. and you know you can see the special for yourself what he said but basically he was joking about he did he said he did not want that trans woman in the restroom with his wife and daughter that really irked me because while while we know that the bathroom bill issue and we've been rallying about this for a while now it it really irks me because it's just simple first of all folk gotta pee i don't care who you are you at some point your you know your body has these functions and you have to be able to do something about it and it really bothered me because I was like, what do you think that this trans woman is going to do to your wife and daughter that you would rather have this person in the bathroom with you than your wife and daughter? And statistically, we all know if you're going to be assaulted in a bathroom, it's not going to be by a trans person, honey. I guarantee you that. That's just not happening. Um, statistically, you know, if you're in a restroom anywhere, if you were going to be assaulted, it's going to be by a heterosexual man. I, I don't understand what the key key was about that. Like, that's not funny to me. And, you know, Spiritual Stud and I were speaking about this earlier that the issue here is if, if you think about, I want all of you listeners right now, think about the heterosexual man in your life. I just want you to think of one person, that heterosexual cisgendered man that's in your life, okay? Now, I want you to consider that he, for some strange reason, wants to assault some woman. Is this man going to, A, go to a store and buy women's clothing, B, go to another store and buy some hair extensions, wigs, or hair pieces, honey, 
Three, go to another store and buy some makeup, then find some shoes in his size, and mm. then put all that on where? Where is he going to put all this on? Because if he's at home and he's with his wife or somebody, they're going to be like, what are you doing? Mm. And then all of that that he has to do, then he's going to go out and seek someone to assault in the bathroom. Baby, you're fine. You're fine. Mm. You're fine. You're fine in that bathroom. You don't have to worry about people coming for you. I have been in bars and places where I have used the restroom next to trans people my whole life, and nobody's ever assaulted me. <laughs> Trust me. Okay? Um, so I, I think that part he definitely got completely, like, wrong. It wasn't funny because it's just like that that, that just hit a dead note for me. Mm. Can I just say one thing? Absolutely. As a trans woman mm -hmm. who uses the women's bathroom, mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that the trans woman in the bathroom is the most uncomfortable person in that room Thank you. for exactly that same reason, right. because we're worried about someone noticing or taking offense to us being in that space. Right. Mm -hmm. So, right. yeah, exactly. it's a good point. Exactly. I mean, and I, like I said, I don't, uh, I present different. I consider myself STEM which is like fabulously part femme and part stud. And so there are days, there are just simple days when I look way more masculine. And then there's days when I look, and the days that I look more masculine, I've been stopped going into the restroom. Hey. Like, sir, you're going into hey. the wrong bathroom. And I'm like, hey, don't make me flash you because I will. Hey. You know, don't, you want, you want to see all my parts? Because I'll show them to you. I am just bold like that. And it's just really aggravating to me that he got that so wrong. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Stuff. I um, know you had something to say. Yeah, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. Mm -hmm. Look at me, right? Mm -hmm. You can't see me, people, but it, for real. I'm when I go to you. the bathroom, <laughs> when I go to the bathroom, let's say in Walmart, right? Yes. Someone's cleaning. This happened to me. So do God. He's cleaning, and he's cleaning the men's. I go into the women's. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, that's the that's the ladies. I turned around and looked at him. I said, "Yeah." Mm -hmm. He said, oh, "Would you?" Oh, and then you know when I came back out, he was still there. He's like, well, "You got all your hair cut off." Mm -hmm. what, what does that mean? What does <laughs> What does oh, that mean? No. You got all your hair cut off. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this. So yeah, I can I can definitely understand because, hey, you know I've been. I've been through it a few times, mm -hmm. and now I am self-conscious. Mm -hmm. That has that has made me feel that way, and I'm always double thinking: Can I wait mm -hmm. before I go? You know, or like if I have to take my daughter in, mm -hmm. are they going to look at me crazy? Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm taking her into the bathroom or right. my granddaughter or whatever. Right. And so that that right there is something that I think you know you you just you have to think. Mm -hmm. Harder, especially when you're going to go in on on somebody. You have to think harder about the things that you're saying, yeah. and you really need to do some some homework. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was my thinking about Mr. Chappelle that he was one of those that mm -hmm. did his homework. Absolutely. So, you know that that showed me a little bit of lack of that. Well, I, I I he definitely did not do his homework on this because of the points that he got completely wrong, um, which was just disappointing. You know. And this is the thing. As a black lesbian, I'm always in the war and race with myself about what level of the Olympics I'm in. Uh -huh. You know, is the blackness 
more oppressive? Is the the gayness more oppressive? Like I'm constantly battling this thing. But I can tell you honestly, I really have considered this since his special that my blackness has truly been really more problematic. And I think it's because of the way I present myself in the world. Like yeah. I said, I don't always look super, you know, f- feminine, masculine, whatever. I don't I, I slide back and forth on that aesthetic scale. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm out in the world, my blackness shows up first. Right. And I, and I get what Dave Chappelle was trying to say about how there is a section of the LGBT community that he feels like, um, you know, they get all the things they want. Mm-hmm. They're winning all the oppression Olympics because every time somebody says something against them, then boom, there's cancel culture. There's all these attorneys and stuff coming at you. Right. Um, but what he fails to realize is the race is not given to the swift, okay? It's those that endure to, <laughs> to the, the end. end. I mean, seriously, when it comes to oppression, I don't feel like we need to have a competition with each other right. in order for us to all become better. I feel like when it comes to oppression of all marginalized groups, it's extremely hard to see each other. Yeah. Because you're so steep in your own oppression. Right. It's like, well, I don't want to hear what the black people have to say because that's not my issue. Right. Or I don't want to hear what the trans people have to say. That's not my issue. Right. But my thing is we are all in this race together. Yeah. You know, how are we ever going to progress if we can't truly start seeing each other on a complicated human level? Right. There's levels to people. We're not all just one-dimensional. And um, so when I come back from this uh, short break, we're going to dig in just a little bit deeper. Um, You know I have all kinds of lovely controversial things I want to talk about and unpack some more. And we'll we'll get in this suitcase. We're going to take out the shoes. We're going to take out the socks. You know what I'm saying? Just take a look at the whole bag and see what's in there. Because there's so much the Oppression Olympics. I really just, you know, I really just believe that there, we can do better. We can yeah. definitely do better. Right. Yeah. And we'll be right back right after this. And we're back. I am your guest host for the 10th Voice today, Star Lakar, And I got my good friend here with me, Spiritual Stud. And we are talking about Dave Chappelle's controversial uh, <laughs> comedy special. Yeah. Now, um, what I want to pull out this bag next, darling, is the fact that um, Dave is a claims to be a heterosexual man. Yeah. In the orbit of black heterosexual men, mm-hmm. I don't think that truly the LGBT community uh, is really in his bubble. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there are times, like most straight black men, they might touch on it. Oh, you got a family member or a cousin or an auntie or somebody. Yeah. But they're not steep. In right, right. our history and our and our struggles and what we go through. And so, you know, I, I I can't give him grace because he's too smart for that. I'd love to just be like, well, he's a good guy and I have empathy for him, you know, and, and I do believe that he has an empathetic heart. Mm-hmm. But once again, when you're responsible for your words and you have a a worldwide platform, um, I think you just have to really zero in 
and be a little bit better at what he did. So what I want to talk about now is um, is the bubble that we're in and how people within our community can truly reach out to our heterosexual friends, God bless them, so that they can truly understand what part we are in this Olympic race of oppression. Um, I want people to understand that my blackness causes can cause me and has caused me some physical harm. Right. You know, I'm driving down the street and I have been pulled over. I can't even, you know, I can't count it on both hands how many times I've been pulled over as a black person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not, never given a ticket. Yeah. You know, sometimes I had a, an officer once pull me over that was like, oh, I thought you were on your phone, sir. And I was just like, I'm a girl, and I wasn't on my phone. Uh-huh. You know, and he, oh, okay, well, have a good day. You know, just so they could run my plates. Yeah. These type of things that happen is the African-American experience. Um, and this is on the mild end. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm with my partner and we're holding hands, somebody's screaming at me from across the street, you know, some type of slur. Yeah. It's a fearful situation. It is. It is very fearful that you don't know where that person's coming from, what they're going to do, what's next. Right. Um, but it has to do, racism and all of these isms have to do with the power structure. Mm-hmm. And the power is, can that person physically harm me? Can that person take away my right to work? Can that person keep me from making a living for myself? And that's what I think Dave Chappelle was attempting, even though he did get many things wrong, attempting to showcase is that that power source Mm -hmm. is there for the trans community whereas black people are still trying to get that power source where we don't fear for our lives this is where i feel like he got and then i'm sorry i'm just running no no no, no. um and this is where i feel like he doesn't understand how we're all in this together black trans people exist yes he has to acknowledge that black trans people exist and if you're black and you're trans there you've double whammied yourself in the oppression olympics now you're at the head of the race i recently just found out that a nephew of mine was murdered a black trans man Mm -hmm. and it hits me different now because it's like he was at the front of this race that we're trying to win where there's equality And it's like when you say things that are disparaging about the trans community, it is punching down. Because you, even in your blackness, still have, you're still at the top Mm. when it comes to the oppression. And you don't realize that the jokes that you are telling, it is truly punching down. Which he mentioned in the special about punching down. So I'm sorry. Spiritual stud, you always give you know me and all of our listeners something wonderful because i get upset and then i want to punch up so Uh. (laughs) talk to the people oh god Uh, (laughs) this one um wow so the truth is that like you said there are so many different isms out there Mm -hmm. it's too many to really count Mm -hmm. but as we were talking about on the way to the station, there people are going to be 
in their own little bubble feeling the way they feel. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody feels oppressed. I mean, mm-hmm. I just heard of a white man who won millions of dollars because he got fired because he was a white man. Mm. You know? So, how does that work, right? Mm. But but it happened. It happens. So, he felt he was being oppressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, half of the things that have happened are because people felt oppressed. I mean, mm-hmm. 45 got elected because people felt oppressed. Mm-hmm. January 6th happened because people felt oppressed. Mm-hmm. This, this is a thing. Everybody has a boot in this camp. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a boot in this camp. Doesn't even matter anymore. You can be oppressed or you cannot be oppressed, but guess what? I feel oppressed because you want equality. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Mm-hmm. If we're asking for equality, if we're asking for people to just treat us like a human being, we don't care about what you see. Mm-hmm. We're human, mm-hmm. right? First, foremost, all of that. We are human beings. right? But you want to categorize people as other and when the word other comes in then you have you feel not you know but people feel they have a right to stand on their box Mm -hmm. and tell you how you should act how you should present what's going on in your world and what you're doing and how it affects their world Mm -hmm. when in all actuality it doesn't Mm -hmm. this is all the game people Mm -hmm. But people say, this is the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We're playing a game. Now, when is the day going to come when we can all see the game hmm. and win the game? Mm-hmm. We can't because we're so focused on what's going on in our lives mm-hmm. and how these people are affecting us or the perceived notion that people are affecting us when really they're not. Mm-hmm. Because how does where someone goes to the bathroom affect you? Mm. How does that happen? They're going to relieve themselves and get out as right. fast as possible. Right. Trust me. That's what I do. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk to you. <laughs> I don't want to have a conversation. I just need to go and go. Mm-hmm. That's it. So what we're looking at, when people are in their bubbles, they are isolated. Mm. And when you isolate yourselves, there's no communication to anyone else. You're watching TV. Right. You're, you're being... <laughs> I never thought about it like this. But when you look at how America or Americans are taught about other countries... Mm-hmm. Oh, they're being brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're being taught this and that, and it's not even true. Mm-hmm. They're being this. So are we. Mm-hmm. Look at our news. Yes. So every day, if we sit in front of the television, television shows, movies, all these things affect how we think about others. That's right. So we are we are all in the same boat. Just like we felt like the, the Chinese people are being taught this about black people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Russians are being taught this about Americans. Mm-hmm. Well, heck, we're being taught this about the Chinese people and they taught this about the Russians. Mm-hmm. And then you have the LGBT community, QI plus A, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're being taught that there's some that are fun, mm-hmm. right? Oh, the gay guys are so much fun. Mm-hmm. They're always fun. The lesbians always have a dog. <laughs> you know, there, there's something about them. And the trans people are just confused. Mm-hmm. They're just confused. They, they don't like the bodies. What is that? Mm-hmm. So until we can actually get to know each other, we got to right. step outside of our bubbles and get to know each other. 
we're always going to have these problems because the power structure likes to play us against one another mm-hmm. so we're not focused on the one percent that's it i'm sorry i went there <laughs> but that's that's exactly what's going on and dave Chappelle just kind of brought it out in people mm-hmm. so you know everything works for our good I'm thankful for the discussion that he did bring up because I felt like we had fallen off a little bit in talking about these issues. And it definitely brought it up. If it didn't do anything (laughs) else, people are definitely talking about it. Um, Because in my view of the world, and I know I'm weird, so, you know, there's that. But in my view of the world, I feel like we have the like you said the matrix there is something controlling all of this controversy mm-hmm. and it is bigger than the fact that my oppression isn't the same as yours mm-hmm. it is truly to keep us divided and i even had to change some of my ideas about race and isms um because i have a a, a person that is very close to me and she is very well traveled And when I talked to her about the black female experience in other countries and how she was welcomed with open open arms and Mm -hmm. how people treated her. And I'm just like, they treated you like that in a different country? And she's like, well, yes, you know. And I'm just like, well, you know. And then all of a sudden I'm starting to feel some type of way like they don't treat me that that way in America. Do I have to go to another country in order for people to you know, honor the fact that I'm, you know, as beautiful as I am or what? And she's like, no, she's like, you have to understand that race and all of this is a human construct. All of it's a human construct. We are the ones that constantly put people in boxes. Right. The powers that be constantly keep us pitted against each other with the oppression Olympics. (laughs) It's like, here's the lane, you know, for you lesbians. Here's a lane for you black people. Here's a lane for the Asians. All y'all race against each other and see who can feel the most oppressed. And, and I can't stand it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because as soon as one edges out further, mm-hmm. then the rest of us are like ready to trip them. Right. You know, it's Crabs like, in a barrel. no, no, you get back here. Right. I, I've been fighting longer than you have. Right. You know, and it's like, no, you know, when the Asian community experienced what they went through um, in this past year and, and different hate crimes that happened. And it was like, you know, they were putting out the labels, you know, stop Asian hate. Yeah. And then the black community was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> right. hang on there, hold on. We, excuse me, but we have been fighting oppression way longer than you. Right. So I'm gonna need you to take that seat in the back while we keep fighting. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what? What is this about that we feel like we are just against each other anytime somebody something horrible happens yeah. and it's just like, no, 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 you, you don't get to be at the front of the race. You you need to go further back. Because we're in this race. Right. And if we just would zoom out hmm. to the larger picture mm-hmm. that we're all in the same race. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of, um, I forget exactly which Olympics it was, but there was a runner. I love watching, um, that's why I'm using this reference, because I love the Olympics and I love track and field. Um, I remember once there was a race where a girl had fell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the people just kept running. But one Olympian stopped and helped that girl up. And that was the most powerful thing in the world to me. Because it's like everybody else, they were so focused on getting to the goal. It was just like, nope, I don't care that she fell. I'm running. I got to win this. 
for my country, right. you know? Right. And that girl that stopped to help her, it was just like, wow. She she was ready to, you know, you know how much training goes in mm-hmm. to the Olympics? I mean, you're running and you're, and you're working out and you have all these people, you know, hopes and dreams riding on you. Whole country is on your back when you're competing at that level. And she stopped to help someone else. That was so powerful. And that's where I want... I hope people can understand that, yes, I know you feel oppressed. I don't care who you are. You know, I work in in an industry where most of my clients are older, cisgendered white men. Hmm. I don't know why they love me, honey. I don't know. They they just love me. They can't get enough of me. (laughs) They like this caramel complexion, honey. But, yes, but, you know, they love to sit in my chair. I'm a hairstylist, and they love to talk to me. And I hear what they say, and yes, they feel oppressed. I had a man recently that felt oppressed because he had to take a, uh, 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 his salary was cut for this position that he was in, and he had to take a pay cut. And when he told me how much money I was making, I was like, doll, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, you're mad because you got a pay cut, but you're making that much money? Like, he felt oppressed. Right. You can't tell people how they feel inside. That's personal. Yeah. You know, but what I can say is we're in this together. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's unpack the bag together. We'll get further together if we just realize that it's not, it's, you know, we don't have to be go so hard on each other. Hmm. Um, I want to bring up one more point that Chappelle used in the special because he talked about his friend Daphne, who is also who was also a comedian, right? And um, in like I said, I don't want to go into the whole thing because I don't even have time. Y'all know I can talk love, <laughs> so I, I don't have time to even unpack that other suitcase. But what he said was this friend of his, and he was talking about how close of a friend she was, and how um, this trans comedian, trans female comedian. And him became close, and he asked her to open for one of his shows. And he said she wasn't funny. She bombed. Mm -hmm. But she sat in the front of the audience, and as he was going on with his uh, monologue and kind of got into it with some hecklers in the audience, and um, he said after he did that show that the online community just really came after her. And sadly and unfortunately, she committed suicide. Yeah. And he said he didn't, he, it would hurt him, but he didn't understand everything. And we don't. None of us know exactly what was going on in this woman's life. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was more issues going on behind just the online bullying. Like, online bullying isn't enough, but, I mean, seriously. Right. And then I, I just sit back and I go, what is wrong with people? Like, I know social, I, and I'm having a lot of fun with social media. I recently figured out how to do the TikTok. I know, it's I saw pretty, you. It's pretty cool. The TikTok. Yeah, I love that. It's fun. How old are we? <laughs> oh, I'm just a kid at heart. Um, but I, I just, I love social media sometimes so much for the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there are times when I just can't stand social media for the bullying. Yeah. And I have to be honest, like, I was going to war, honey. You know spiritual stuff. I do. I was going out seeking arguments with people. (laughs) Because my type game is strong, okay? And, honey, I got really quick, witty responses to make people think. And I thought I was like a Facebook warrior. You know what I mean? Like, Uh I am online just going to war for people. 
And then I realized, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, this is not helpful. These people are not going to change, you know, you're not going to change their mind because of your keystrokes. It's not happening. So I wanted to have more conversations with people. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to reach out even more and talk to people about these deeper issues because, you know, Chappelle, when he mentioned um, the comedian and he, he said he didn't understand uh, what she had been going through and and he didn't understand why people were coming so hard at her and but I have to say that that's part of the problem I don't think he realized that people like his friend Daphne um, may she rest in power it's your words have power right when you're on a platform that large, your words have power, and you must be responsible for the things you say. I remember when 45 was in office, and different people, you know, really wackadoodle people kept popping up doing wackadoodle things. Mm-hmm. And we were all looked like, why won't he just stop saying this stuff? Yeah. It, it's no different. Right. It's no different. There are people in this world who are truly, and I'm not saying this to make fun of, but mentally ill. And when they hear some things that sways them against a group of people, that's all it takes for them to do something horrible. And he has to realize this. He has to understand that his words have power. Right. I'm sorry, spiritual state. Why? Please, please say something. Because, well, you know, I get to talking, honey, and I just don't know when to... Uh, my key does not turn off. But, I mean, please tell me your thoughts on, you know, on Chappelle, what he said about his friend Daphne, and how you feel about that. Uh, okay, well, first, let me, let me say this. I was listening to a podcast about hate crime bills. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed, like, different professors, law professors, professors of sociology, and one of them said... It really doesn't matter what you do as far as the hate crime bill mm. um, because it's not going to stop what someone's going to do. Mm. Part of the issue is, as you stated, that she brought up a case. There were some young black men. They went to see Mississippi Burning. Mm-hmm. That movie keyed them. Right, mm-hmm. so they were standing outside with this other guy, and the guy was like, "You guys want to f somebody up?" Mm-hmm. And a, little, a young white man was walking by, and they jumped him, mm-hmm. and they beat him badly. So they went to court. Of course, they got time. the The instigator got more time. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the Supreme Court and says, "Well, it was free speech." Yada yada yada. They say, "Yeah, we agree, free speech." Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the issue. The mm-hmm. issue was when you instigated the fight. Mm-hmm. That, the assault, was the problem. Mm -hmm. So what she said, I had a problem with was, it was the words. He -hmm. should have been given time for the words as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we are in that the words that this guy said to those young men caused them to put that in their head Mm -hmm. to go after that boy who was doing nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So then you have folk, like you said, that are on Facebook, that are on whatever YouTube, then listening to this, just filling their heads. And like she said, most of the people, she had to defend a white man who attacked a black woman. She wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. He punched her in the face and then mm-hmm. called her an N-word. Mm-hmm. 
but he had mental issues. Mm -hmm. So she says, I run into this Mm -hmm. quite a bit. She had no choice because she was a public defender. Mm -hmm. And the same thing that you're seeing, mentally ill people latch on to hate. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't understand why they latch on to it. And then it pushes them to do things because they're unstable. So if you have people watching this, they might not even know that that latency is there. But somebody that they respect Mm -hmm. has this opinion about this group of people. Oh, okay. So he's not going to do it, but I can. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not going to he's not going to do it, but he said it. So that makes it okay Mm -hmm. in their minds. So how do you deal with that? Because. You're going to say, I'm not responsible for what people do. And I understand that we can't really, we can't stop people if they're going to do something, Mm -hmm. but we can't encourage it either. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we got with parts of his show is that it seemed to be that underneath this that he was saying was an encouragement of, I don't like them. Mm -hmm. You know, I have strong feelings about this group of people. Mm -hmm. And then he says, now they're coming after me. Mm-hmm. So this is the second part, right? The, right. the stunted thing that he did. Right. Now they're coming after me. Now I'm the victim. Mm-hmm. I can't go to work mm-hmm. because they are coming after me. What does that do to somebody who holds him in high esteem? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What does that do in their mind? Oh, you're going to come after him because he said a joke about you? Mm-hmm. Well, I got you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, this This is a danger it is. that no one sees. And I don't know how you can make them understand that or help them understand that this is a danger. Mm-hmm. This really is. And until we understand that as a people, not just Dave Chappelle, but everybody. Because mm-hmm. even you, you get wrapped up in a pit bull. You know, I mean, it's things that we said on our show. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to be like, well, she'll handle it. Because <laughs> right. I don't deal with that. You know, that messes with my spirituality. Mm-hmm. But, but but there are people out there. They And, and now they're more empowered with the keystrokes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But words have power. Yeah. Words are energy. And the energy that's put behind those words mm-hmm. can take somebody out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and, and I, I just want to recap, and I know what you mean, but just to make it perfectly clear. And, and I know I said something, too, about mentally ill. I'm mentally ill. Like, seriously, no joke. I have depression and anxiety. Full stop. Right. So, I mean, and I would never... Oh, Lord, never harm another person physically. I might psychologically, if you get on my nerves, do it real bad. But if seriously, I would never hurt anybody. Um, And I think that there are levels to that as well, the spectrum of mental illness. I just wanted to bring that to the light that we're not saying that every mentally ill person can't take what he has to say. But I'm saying the way you digest information is different when your thoughts are altered. Right. Because that's part of my anxiety. It's like I thrive on the fact that 
um, these things that upset me, I want to go into warrior mode because I'm so protective of my family, yeah. my rainbow family, my black family, my Asian family, like all of them. I want to protect every marginalized group of people. So it gets me real fired up. Not to the point I would ever do anything violent, right. um, but I'm going to talk my stuff. You know what I mean? You're going to have to listen to me mm-hmm. because I feel like there's not enough voices in the world that are willing to shut these people down. And see, this is the thing I've I've grown up with about bullying. Ugh. And this whole idea of punching down, punching up, whatever it is. What is it? Um, when I was young, full disclosure, when I was young, I was the bully to the bully when I was in school. I can't stand to see somebody bully someone that they think is less than. Mm-hmm. And so I would go after the bully. And I got quite um, skillful and going after the bully and I realized that bullies have their own weaknesses and vulnerabilities and usually it has to do with the fact they feel extremely insecure and insecure people have a tendency to just run off at the mouth without thinking about what they're saying because nobody checks them Right. everybody's scared of the bully they don't want to say anything to them and unfortunately what I see in Dave Chappelle is that he has risen up to bully ranks. I really believe this. And I know people are not going to agree with me. And that's fine. Um, but it's because now that he has turned this on this his head. Th- this conversation on his head about I'm the victim now. It's like oh you can't cancel me. Because the question that he said at the end of the special was. Am I canceled? And then the rest of everybody cheered. Like oh no you're not canceled. Well buddy let me tell you something. You punched first. Nobody told you to get on there and make this special. Nobody told you to throw my beloved trans family under the bus or the LGBT family. You got all kinds of material to work with. And so, you know, you did that to yourself and now you want to turn around and be like, oh, you know, they're trying to cancel me. This is what all they, every time somebody gets bullied, that's a celebrity or whatever, they all want to do the same thing. Oh, now they're coming against me. You made that decision. You put those words out in the atmosphere, and you must be responsible. And so I really hope that um, he'll call me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we can have this talk. Because, honey, your lesbian TT got a few words for you, baby. We need to get some things straight, okay? But other than that, really, I just hope that people understand that there are actions behind the things you say. And if we would just give each other the grace the grace to understand that we are all in this thing together and yes black people are horribly oppressed in this country yes trans people are horribly oppressed yes the lesbians yes all of us are oppressed uh white folk you come on too you press too come on get in get in here in the car we're all driving in this car together okay however you feel oppressed i want to honor that and let's just keep understanding that we're, we're in this together. It, there's there's no room for us to be tripping other people up in this thing. You know, we really have to understand that we're all in it together. I mean, I, I can't just say that enough. I really can't. But I, I really appreciate everybody listening. Um, it's always a great time here on KKFI. I really love coming here and talking about these things because I love the hard topics. I want to talk about it. So that we can get over some of this stuff. If we don't ever talk about it, we're never ever gonna rise, you know. But um, I am your co-host, one part of the half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just gonna go to a break, and then we'll be back awesome. for the last segment of our show. So Yay. stay tuned, everybody. Thank you. 
And we're back. That was super fast. My goodness. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So now um, that we have unpacked half the bag. Now, of course, you know, I am an artist and my good friend here is an artist. And I want to talk about how this affects the art. Because everything um, that artists do, whether you're a comedian, a writer, a dancer, whatever you are, um, it affects the art that we put out into the world, our personal experiences reflect that. Um, I do feel like Dave Chappelle was coming from his personal experience. He talks about his life quite a bit in his comedy. Um, and I hope that in the future, having conversations with, you know, a group of LGBTQ plus people will help enlighten the brother on a few things. And maybe his comedy will get better because of it. Because as an artist, you know, we're always going to stretch and grow and reinvent ourselves. Yeah. And um, I just want to say that I've decided, literally because of this special, that some of my writings are definitely going to have to reflect more um, trans characters. Um, I've been thinking about this in my writings because I am an author and a poet. And I've written for my Rainbow family since... I started writing you know written many many poems about things that happened to us and around us and our love and um i realized that in my book sapphic island that it is an isle full of lesbians <laughs> what's better than that <laughs> um yeah it's a really fun story uh about a fictional mm -hmm. character jada carter and her quest to acquire this island and to fill it up full of lesbians and um, and heal. And, of course, it's got to have some delicious drama because otherwise nobody would read it. And um, in, in this story, I, I know that there's room for a character who is in the midst of transitioning. Mm. Because I have conversations with black lesbians about the trans experience mm. and I'm I'm really disheartened sometimes by the things that they say. Mm -hmm. And I think, if nothing else, this special, um, this comedy special has brought up for me that there's still so much more that needs to be said from my perspective as a black lesbian. So um, Spiritual Stud and I have been collaborating back and forth on this Sapphic Island book series. And one of the characters from your book is um, joining the island. Yeah. And I think it would be a perfect opportunity for us as writers to explore more depth of these characters so that, you know, art is supposed to reflect life. So I just want to dig in a little deeper. I know I can do better because I'm so, once again, I'm in, in my, entrenched in my own oppression and I want people to see black lesbians. You know, it's very, very important to me that there are black queerness on the cover of my books. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want it just a plain book cover. I want you to see us. Um, and, and I want to tell our stories, whether it's through fiction or my own personal story. So how do you feel about, you know, this special and how it affects you as an artist, as a creator? Wow. Uh I didn't, I don't know. You know, I never really thought about that as far as the book's concerned on my, on my spiritual side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but I, of course I write that too. Mm -hmm. So that has really 
helped me to dig deeper into who I truly am mm. because sometimes just being within the lesbian community you can it can kind of put you in a different headspace mm -hmm. and I never forget that that's not who I am mm -hmm. but I present as that mm -hmm. so it's, it's a difficult tight rope that I walk mm -hmm. um, in the desires that's within me and then the way I respond to people Mm. And, and what they see. So as an artist and, and writing, I'm thinking now about my character. Mm -hmm. uh, what is my character? Hmm. I think that might be a struggle that yeah. she, you know, she might have to go through mm -hmm. and try to dig that out and see what's going on with her because she presents as very masculine. Mm -hmm. and, and, and those traits within her are strong. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to think about that. You're going to unpack it? I'm going to unpack it. Because <laughs> she's got some boots, you know, that mm -hmm. we, need to, we need to look at her and see exactly who she is. Mm -hmm. And her friends and, and um, how this, how, they, how do they see her? Right. Because we never really think about how, we think about how we see the world and what we want the world to see us as, or how they, how we want them to respond to us. But truly, how do you see me? Mm -hmm. When you see me, how do, how do you see me? The first person that ever asked me about transitioning was your partner. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever asked me. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. The first person I was ever involved with, um, I had a picture of a man and a woman. Like the same, but the opposites. Mm -hmm. She was like, "Really? You like that?" I was like, "Yeah, that's me." Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, uh. You don't like being a woman? Uh, no. You know <laughs> so, going from the first person you were involved with and them having that reaction right, to you, you right. kind of put that to the side. Don't tell anybody else about that. Mm -hmm. So, as a writer, things come up. Mm -hmm. So now. Who knows? Who knows where she might go? Hmm. Or it might be a new character. Hmm. Something fun to explore. Yeah. You know, I find really, really annoying that there is no um, coming out manual. Like, <laughs> it's like, what oh are my we? God. We've just been out here winging it. Like, I am so proud of our LGBT rainbow youth. <laughs> Because they they have these nice networks and, you know, there's online services. And I'm not saying that they don't struggle. You know, yeah. they're in the Oppression Olympics, too. Right. But I'm just saying that when I was young, like, I had nothing. Like, I would go to the library and look for queer books. And I think there was, like, four. Hmm. Seriously. There was, like, right. four little books. And I read and reread reread those books because it's like, that's all I had. What am I supposed to know? Yeah. And and it's so irritating that it's like nobody's telling us how to maneuver in this world mm -hmm. I guess that's the fun part for us to explore on our own Yeah. but at the same time <laughs> it'd be nice if somebody came along and was like hey you know um, this experience is like this and, and be per look out for this because this is coming and when you encounter people you know who are against us you, you want to go with this approach or try this it'd be so nice We'll have to yeah. write that. Yeah, <laughs> the manual. You know, uh, the parents are generally straight, mm -hmm. so they can't help you. No. You know? If they want to help you. That, well, that's a whole other thing, too. Yeah. But 
that's the good thing about, the, I mean, and when they say we create our families, mm -hmm. because in, in our community we have been known to do that simply because we do need guidance. Right. You know, and, and I know I had none. Yeah. None. I had none either. Yeah. It was rough. It was really rough. Man. <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, I have a gay auntie, and, um, you know, she would come to church in her khakis. <laughs> And it was just like, yep, that that's that's auntie, you know. And nobody nobody said anything about it, but at the same time, it was like nobody acknowledged her. Right. I, I just wonder, looking back on it, how that felt to be her. Yeah. You know, right. where it was like she showed up at, at church, the funeral, the weddings, boom. She was very quiet, didn't really speak to a lot of people, but she showed up. She mm -hmm. was always there. And it was like that was the only representation I had when I was really young. Mm -hmm until I found my people. Mm. And so it's difficult when you can't find your tribe and, and you're feeling oppressed. Right. It's like, how do we navigate this thing? And I think it's definitely something creatively that I want to do and explore more of. Um, just to share with listeners, I've been working on something new, um, which is uh, a new writing platform. And the fun part about it is you get to interact with the, the people who are reading it as you're creating it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a ton of fun for me because I get a response from a wide group of people. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm working on a little creative fiction. It's really kind of sci-fi. It's my first dip into sci-fi. Um, but I, wanna <laughs> I want to explore what it would be like a futuristic type version of uh, of dancers, hip hop, and LGBT. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's a nice little mm. mixture, a little gumbo, shall we say, mm. to throw in the mix. And as I'm stirring the pot and getting all these characters involved with each other, um, I'm really kind of delighted at the way it's turning out. Um, it's called The Gods of Hip Hop, and I've only delved in about, I think I've got four chapters now, because on this platform, you can put out the book all together, or you can put it out pieces at a time. I like the pieces at a time because it gives me more of a chance to interact with people who are reading it, and um, and and to get the feedback on how people are feeling about queer futuristic characters, mm. which that yet has it hasn't been tapped into. Mm. You know, putting that little gem out there in the world. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I if nothing else. I appreciate um, Dave Chappelle for his history. Um, you know, if you've ever seen the Chappelle show, he talks deeply about um, the black, the black family, the black issues that we have, and I can't, I can't not appreciate him for that because he's done so much in expanding people's mind, and he's a bit fearless when it comes to that. Um, this one he got wrong. And, 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 and I always say I don't judge, I evaluate. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not above anybody. Um, I just look at what it is and then try to make the best decision for my life. And I evaluate that he definitely missed the mark. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. That doesn't mean I can't appreciate him in the future or respect his artistry. It just means that there was too many points that he got wrong for me to enjoy it as a piece of comedy art. Mm. 
So, um, what do you have coming up soon, spiritual stud? Well, the stud is working on a spiritual book. Yay! And um, it's basically just it's a devotional kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's um, different scriptures and, and sayings, inspirational quotes, and I write on those. And it's like 30 days just mm. to help someone get through, you know, when you're going through some things. And when I meditate, things pop up. And mm-hmm. those are the things that I'm writing about. So, you know, if you're kind of struggling out there, keep your eye out um, for different things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we always have something popping up. You never know. Especially me, honey, because I got this ticker talk. Oh, yes, I do. I am rolling on it. I can't wait to go home and try some stuff today. You know, uh, I think it's going to be fun. But we are, um, as we're getting close to the end of this show, it's, I want to always thank everyone for keep inviting us back. I can't believe they let us back. I know. This is awesome. What? You know, and uh, we have, Spiritual Stud and I, we've been working hard for the community for years. I mean, it's almost been seven years now. Uh-uh. No? It's been seven years. It's been seven. Yeah. See how old I am? Yeah. Now I need to take my memory pills. Babe. <laughs> we have been here out here working hard for the community, you know, doing our podcasting and doing the things that we do for free, honey, you know. And so it is it is really wonderful to give to the community. I love y'all. I really do. And I sincerely uh, want people to shine. Mm-hmm. And that's why we keep talking about these hard subjects because we yep. want everybody to shine. shine. But, um, yeah, if you're if you're looking for some wonderful inspiration, um spiritual stud is always you know you are the balance to my chaos <laughs> and when i'm feeling some type of way coach and uh it is it's wonderful that you do and present the things that you do in such a kind and loving way and um and my craziness is is uh I'm on all platforms now. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I am on yes. uh, the gram at WordWork the Poet. It's W E R D W E R K D A P O E T. And so you can find me there. All right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I thank you so much for having us again. And and hopefully we, we will be allowed back in the building. Hopefully. <laughs> absolutely. We love having you on here as our special Fifth Saturday house. So thank you so much for coming in again. Yay. We really appreciate it, and we love hearing your viewpoints, so thank you. Um, and thank you all for listening to this uh, week's edition of The Tenth Voice. Please stay tuned, because This Way Out is next, followed by Wings, and then come right back here at 3 o'clock, where we'll have national recording artist The Double Clicks on Every Woman at 3 o'clock. You're listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This Way Out is next.